Welcome to episode number two of the Tie Walls podcast featuring Hunter Bolin. Hunter is currently a redshirt senior wrestling 184 pounds for the Hokies. He's a two-time All-American and an ACC champion. Hunter hails from the small town of Floyd, Virginia, located roughly 40 minutes from Blacksburg. Raised as an outdoorsman, Hunter is currently working to turn his passion for hunting and fishing into a business with Smash Outdoors. He provides a wealth of information on the delicate ecosystem of the New River, along with his future plans after wrestling. Now, I present to you my conversation with Hunter Boland. We are rolling. Hunter, thank you very much for stopping over today, dude. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Even over Christmas break, even after traveling. So you're just getting back from a pretty successful outing out west with two dominant road wins. How are you feeling about those? And how was the West Coast? Uh, well, I didn't get to see much of the West Coast. I had to fly out a little bit later than the rest of the team because I had graduation. So it was dark. I was flying. Of course, we took a red eye back, so I didn't get to see a whole lot of the West Coast. But I can tell you that everything's expensive out there. (laughs) (laughs) Were you able to get any good food? Yeah, there was a little breakfast place. Um, It was called Good Morning. And uh, we went there, and I had breakfast there both mornings. Did you, oh, so you didn't even explore. You said, this is good enough. I'm going to redo this. Yeah, yeah, I think everybody else went there, too. Did uh, you get a chance to see your former teammate, Nathan Traxler? I did see Traxler. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. He was out there at the at the match. He's probably in his natural organic environment yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah. He likes California. Kind of the opposite. So you could you ever see yourself living out there? I know you didn't get too good of a feel uh, for it, but... Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> not really my cup of tea. I mean, I'm sure there's pretty places of California, but I would go back just to to, you know do it as more of a sightseeing thing yeah but you know i don't i don't know how well the the hunting and fishing is out there (laughs) so i guess we could kind of save the hunting and fishing for here in a second but um and i know you maybe wouldn't fit in and and like to live out in california but you've lived pretty much here your entire life Uh, you went from floyd just down the street to christiansburg for high school and then a little bit further down the road for virginia tech for college and like you said, you just graduated. As that times went by, how have you seen it change, and has it changed you at all? Um, you're talking about just living in this area. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's definitely. I mean, everything changes you. I mean, as you get older, but I mean, it, it's for the most part really stayed the same. Other than there's a lot more people in this in the Christiansburg Blacksburg area because tech is constantly growing, so. Yeah, I mean it. It's changed more than I have, I think. Yeah, but you think you stayed the same? Uh, for the most <laughs> part. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's hard to say because I feel like when you, I mean, it's hard to interpret how much you're changing. But like, when I think of you as a freshman, you were oh, kinda... I mean, yeah, obviously, I've changed a lot since a, since freshman year of college. But yeah, yeah, just general. Yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't that area around you that was changing necessarily. So before you. Before you went to Tech, and as you were coming up wrestling throughout high school, did you have an idea and know that that was exactly where you wanted to go, or was college even on the horizon? Just because I know you had, you're you're pretty happy 
outside of the wrestling room that it was, you know, college wrestling is not for everybody. So was that something that was a goal for you or was that something you even knew that you wanted to get into? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, once I started having success in high school, um, you know, when I got to high school, really, you know, I had some success in middle school. And when I when I got to high school, I I knew that, you know, the end goal was definitely to, to get a scholarship somewhere. You know, Tech was number one on my list, being so close. And I'm kind of a homebody. I like this area. You know, it's, it's quiet. It's kind of like, you know, we live in a bubble here, especially in Floyd, you know, where I originally grew up. Yeah. But, you know, Christiansburg, you know, just right there in Floyd's front yard. So it only took me – it only takes like 45 minutes to get to, to – from my house in Floyd to Christiansburg. So it's it's not not a bad drive. But, I yeah, like- I always knew that I wanted to go to Tech, really. You know, I just – wanted a good offer you know a good scholarship obviously and ended up getting you know close to what I wanted so I like how you said that Christiansburg's in Floyd's front yard yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that shows the dominance hierarchy and the way that you view it <laughs> yeah yeah I mean Floyd's a small town so yeah so you said you just uh finished up graduation that's why you head out to Cali or had to head out to California late um what did you study? And this is was this your grad school that you're technically no, figuring so out? I, or? I I took you know twelve credits each semester. I took my time because I knew I was probably going to take that fifth year for sure. So I took my time with 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 grad you know graduating uh, with my undergrad that is. So and I don't really care to do grad school. I'm I'm pretty much done with school. So what you uh, what did you study? Communications. Communications. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. That's kind of a decent segue into... You can do a lot with it, yeah. Yeah. I, I learned a lot, and I'm a history minor too, so I learned a lot there as well. Yeah, was but that... That was probably just fun uh, to to learn about a bunch of different things. or And you also probably... Did you take like an Appalachian Studies class too? Yeah, I took that class. That's that's probably where it's at. I'm um, sure there was a bunch of stuff in there that yeah, was pretty was fun. some accurate stuff and some not accurate stuff in it. Because, <laughs> I mean, I grew up in the Appalachian. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So alongside finishing up school, finishing up your career as one of the baddest dudes at at 184 pounds, you're also working on the entrepreneurial end, and you created your own brand of Smash Outdoors. Yeah. Can you tell me kind of what the origins of that were? Where did that idea come from? I didn't actually come up with Smash. That wasn't me. It was my buddy Keith Kraft, who he wrestled at Christiansburg as well. It's Cantley's. Yeah, it's Cantley's. Sure. Cantley's brother, Cantley. We Kraft. used to be clan members in Clash of Clans. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, Cantley. They're they're both both really good dudes and 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 good friends of mine. And and you know, Cantley he focuses more on the bass fishing side of things, and and Keith's more on the musky fishing side of things. So you know, Keith kind of, I think it was probably two years ago, Keith started you know catching fish and he was like smash you know i smashed that fish's head you know and you yeah. called him and and uh that's kind of where it branched off of and, and it kind of became a slogan and now we we're, we're starting up smash outdoors and we got a youtube channel and we're gonna have some some apparel soon we got hats hats right now but we're just kind of you know seeing where it goes you know i think it's it's kind of just an, an experimental thing at this stage but i'd like it to become something more I'd like to have maybe a store in the New River Valley somewhere. Um, you know, I'm going to do more videos showing some educational stuff, how to handle fish, you know, not yeah. just fishing, but hunting as well. You know, we, I just got off 
the water this morning. We were duck hunting. So how did that hunt go? It was good. We shot five geese and three ducks. Yeah, two magansers and a, a black duck. Yeah, we should have had two black ducks, but not a lot flying right now. We're waiting on this weather that's coming in. You know, the, the birds cold, are migrating cold down Cold front south. is going to help you guys out? Cold front is, is going to move the birds. Dude, it's going to get down to like one degrees. I know. I was like, wow, I haven't seen so the this. rain's coming tomorrow, and the front's right behind the rain, so we're not going to get hardly any snow, which I wish we were getting snow. It'd make it a lot cooler. I like hunting in the snow, but... yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's like it's going to be majority rain. So you, your your main partner with Smash Outdoors is Keith? Well, it's me, Keith, and, and Josh, and, and Keith's brother. They're kind of like, you know, behind it. I've been doing a lot with it. Um, Keith and Cantley, they don't have as much time, you know, because they're working, and, and they got they just have two kids they had back in August. And I think, yeah, they both had them in August, I think, or Cantley might have had his in July, so you know they're on daddy duty. So yeah. I get, you know, I got a little. I feel more time him on, on that hand. one. I feel him on that yeah. one. <laughs> it's funny that as a as a student athlete, you kind of have the most time available. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Josh has a lot of time too. You know, it's kind of the way I'm wanting to do it. Is we each we all of us focus on different aspects because I don't want it to just be one thing. You know, Josh's going to be more on the hunting side of things. You know, me and Keith are more on the fishing side of things. So, and I do a little bit of both. Sure. So I kind of link those together. Yeah. And you had mentioned some, you know, a potential like brick and mortar store um, merchandise and things along that lines. But are you still making fishing lures and and doing that type of stuff as well? Yeah. I mean, I, I make my own rubber baits, but I don't, um, I don't sell them. You know, we don't live... We don't live in Wisconsin or Minnesota, which is considered the musky mecca. We don't, you know, we have, you know, the New River, Hungry Mother, the James River, and Rural Retreat Lake. You know, that, around here, that's the only places you can catch musky. Now, granted, the New River is an excellent fishery, and so is the James River, but, you know, you start posting videos, and, and if you're not careful how you post them, people are going to go there. And They're going to see where you're at. Yeah, which, you know, I, I don't mind that. But at the same time, you have to be a little discreet about what you do because there's not a lot of areas around here to fish. And, and if everybody went out and started fishing those same waters, it's going to change. It, it would, yeah, the fish would get educated and whatnot. And, and it just, it would kind of ruin it. I know, I think there's some people around here that have done, I know Sam Scott on the James River, you know, he, he doesn't post quite as many videos. I think he realized that. <laughs> people were starting to figure out where he was fishing you know and of course he runs his own he runs a full-time guy business yeah and i mean he's really good catches a lot of fish so i'm i think he's he's a little a little more careful about the content that he posts when which i mean that's his livelihood so he has to be yeah and that's i feel like as a guide you probably have to tiptoe that line too because it's like i don't want to maybe show these yeah, people all my I've, tricks i've had a lot of people ask me like are you gonna guide mm-hmm. and the answer is no i'm not I've, gonna guide um, it's official folks what we are gonna do, <laughs> it's official what we are gonna do is we're probably gonna raffle off a few select trips special trips where we take people out they can you know go out with us we're gonna go fishing you know do whatever have a good time catch some fish maybe three times a year special trips where they come down for you know two days maybe there'll be one in the summer and two in the winter so that'll, you know, kind of, because I don't want to be a guide. I don't want to take, go out every day and beat the water up. You know, I don't think that's good for the fishery. If we had more fish, I would potentially consider that. But Yeah. So is that, 
you know, like for for wrestling to to find a comparison for it, like we we benefit at Virginia Tech of having homegrown guys that are from our area that can walk on our team or um, be scholarship athletes that are studs. If you think about how many All Americans that we've had that have been from from Christiansburg or or right in our backyard. So it's important for coaches to to also strengthen the neighboring area around it. Is that for you with the fisheries important to to start to try and do some type of conservation and try and try and maybe even impose limits and stuff like that on on what you can do or or how it works or well just as like basically like job security. You're talking. I, I kind of see where you're going with that question. You know. That all lies within. I can't do anything about that. You know, I can't tell people what to do. I learn more about it right now by just talking to you, though. The DWR is is what could do something about it, and and the problem with that is funding. Sure. You know, they haven't stocked the New River with muskies since 2012, and you know they're naturally reproducing in the New River, but not at a sustainable rate that it's fished you mm-hmm. know and, and there's people that go out bow hunting in the summertime and it's illegal and they shoot muskies with bows you know and mm-hmm. i i know this because i've seen fish with arrow holes in them and and wow. i've said stuff to the game warden and stuff but they don't you know they don't they can't do anything about it unless they actually catch you in the act you know i wish they were at the ramps a little bit more in Just the summertime who at night was putting in later and, yeah because i mean I, i've warned them about it you know we've called them multiple times and told them and, you know, I hope to work with them a little bit more on getting these guys to quit doing that because it takes, you know, on a fish that is a 50 inch fish in our river is at least 12 years old. Yeah. That yes, live that you're, long, you that's, know? And that's in lakes, crazy. they'll live upwards of 20 years. Mm-hmm. They'll live for a long time. They're dinosaurs. You know, it takes forever to grow a fish that big. And, and the amount of times that I go out, you know, cast and cast, you know, don't see a fish, this and that, you know. It really sucks to have a guy go out and actually shoot him with a bow and kill the fish. You know, and I, we don't keep any musky. We we release everything. I, you know, I don't keep any bass, musky, anything. Yeah, that's and, and and if I felt like you know I might keep one to eat here and there. If I felt like we had a sustainable fishery to do that, but I don't. Yeah, because you know you're yeah, aware. I want to see it thrive and grow. So yeah, and does bow hunting. Uh, a musky completely yeah does that take all of the, the i've been necessary... bow okay. I, it's fun to bow fish you know carp um that's that's all you can bow fish in our river i think you can shoot suckers i'm not 100 percent sure but you know it, that's fun that's all well and fine i don't have a problem with people doing that but you know i know how it is to you know you, you're bow hunting you know you see a big old musky you're like oh man you know sucker, like yeah dude. like yeah. and guys that'll see that and you know a lot of guys they go out there and they get about half ripped they're drinking beer you know they're like oh yeah. look at that man and they'll shoot it you know that's what happens yeah <laughs> yeah it would be a tough moral dilemma to be oh, out there yeah. you got the means well you got i've a been bow. with boys and then they'll be you know i've been with guys and they're like oh look at that musky i'm like don't you shoot that thing it's like, don't even think about it. It's like, if I ever find out that you're doing that, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll push you off the boat and leave you. And you've seen them with holes in them before? Yeah. Yep. Did they can survive a, a, a shot from a No, boat? they were dead. Oh, gotcha, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Dead. Okay, yeah. I was about Throw to up say. on the bank, yeah. I know some guys, you know, they don't, there's a lot of, uh, I'm just going to call call it what it is, they're jackasses. Yeah. And 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 they, they go out and, they, and they'll hook a musky bass fishing and they'll, 
whack it over the head, let it float down the river. Because they think muskies eat bass. Well, that's just not true. They've done multiple studies. The DWR has done multiple studies on they, that. They, they primarily view them eat as suckers. like an invasive to the bass? Yeah, they, yeah, well, muskies aren't natural to the New River. Sure. So, you know, they stalked them back in, I think it was the 70s. Is that why... Um is that why since 2012 they haven't done it again? Is there people opposed to that? or No, it's just the funding. Uh, we don't The DWR, the biologists don't have, our hatcheries are outdated. Yeah. So they, and it costs a lot to feed the muskies. I think it costs, you know, they feed them like, I can't remember how many pounds of minnows, you know. I was part of Chapter 76, um, and I'm not part of it anymore because I feel like it might not be doing as much as it should be. You know, I haven't seen any benefit out of it. Um, you know, we do river cleanups and stuff, which that's that's all well and fine. I'll still take part of that as a non-member, but you know, we put, you know, tried to raise funds for minnows to feed the muskies in the hatchery because there's one in North Carolina now, and it just seems like you know all the muskies that they're getting out of that, they're not going to the New River. They're going well, they are. Some of them have went to the New River, but the Upper New River, I'm talking about below Clater Lake Dam, they haven't stocked that since 2012. Sure, and that's and they're be, going to the James River, which yeah. I don't, I don't see a problem with that. But why don't we divvy it up and try to bring some to the New River? It's 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 bogus, is what it is. It's ridiculous. They're just relying on the New River being such a a great fishery. I mean, it's it's a it's one of the best fisheries in the United States, I would say. I mean, it's it's good. It's mm-hmm. the only river, second, only second river in the world that flows north. Yeah, yeah. Other than the, the Nile, Nile River, the yeah. Nile's the only other one. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's so bizarre. Yeah, if you think. <laughs> oh, it's I and never it's one of the, the oldest <laughs> rivers in the world too. It's, yeah, it's, and it's beautiful. You know, there's Giles County, just some beautiful scenery. Yeah, and that's uh that's one of those things that, like as a as a non traditional uh, outdoorsman. Like just viewing like your content within Smash Outdoors. That's the stuff that kind of appeals to me. Like when you show I like how show beautiful people, it yeah. is. I'm like, holy crap, I like crap, to show man. people, you know, what I, I enjoy sharing what I like to do, what I'm passionate about. You know, it's it's cool. It's it's something that, you know, I really enjoy making the videos and showing people what I like. You know, that's, that's it's cool. I think passion is one of those things, too, that's just relatable. We're like... Dude, I barely have any idea what you're talking about with a lot of these things, but like it, I can see how much you, you enjoy it and it shines through and it's like, wow, that is really, really cool. Yeah. Um, and it's, that's, that's kind of along the lines of, uh, I know that he's, he's probably more mainstream now, but like Steve Vanella, um, the meat eater guy, mm-hmm. uh, the guy who made that show, he's the one that kind of, I feel like for me at least kind of made that outdoors hunting, yeah. uh, cleaning it's the meat. It's very misunderstood by by the vast majority of, of Americans, I feel like, at super. least. Super. Where yeah. even, like... A lot like, of people think if you like to, to go hunting and fishing that you're, you're a redneck, you know, crazy dude. But that, you know, that's not the case at all. There's plenty of people that, that, that go out and do that stuff and they're not rednecks. I mean, I don't consider myself a redneck. I'm just an outdoorsman. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, I feel like, something that, like, being an outdoorsman encompasses... The well-being of it, because yeah. you 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 can't ha- do what you love well, out- if it doesn't exist. Exactly. So if you're not taking care of it, I, yeah. You know, as much as I like to, I like to kill ducks and I like to shoot coyotes and catch fish. I don't want to eliminate those animals, not at all. I I, yeah. I respect them. I, I like to hunt them. You know, so I don't I don't want to you know 
eliminate them from existence by killing them. You know, I kill them because I appreciate them. I like the way they taste. You know, I like the, the hunt of it. And a lot of people just, they misunderstand that. And it's not because you're mean or you're crazy. You know, it's just, if they did it, they'd probably understand it a little bit more. Yeah. Does that, um, I, I, I know that you, that you grew up doing all those things, but, um, is that something that, that, you kind of continuously got more and more inspired by as you grew up, like, uh, was, was maybe your dad taking you out hunting when you were growing up your, oh, yeah. your entire life? Oh, my dad took me hunting and fishing when I was really little. And that's really, you know, kind of what got me passionate about it. Cause I did it such at such a young age. I mean, I remember <laughs> we'd be going fishing and I'd wake up the morning we were going, you know, we'd get up really early, but yeah. I, you know, we'd get up and leave at like five in the morning and i'd be up at like 3 a.m you know jacked up ready to go as a kid and butterflies yeah i was ready man i wanted to go catch <laughs> that's some so fish. cool yeah. dude yeah was, that's it was, sweet it was a good time I, I i cherish those memories a lot yeah and i'd like other people to you know be able to do that too yeah and that's one thing that separates it from uh being just pure recreation for some and being like a cultural importance yeah and it, and it, it makes, makes me happy i have to do it yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> i have yeah. to do it it makes me happy you know if i don't do it i'd start getting you know almost depressed in a way yeah and i mean even when you just look at you the know, actual some people like to play video games i like to go hunting and fishing yeah that's what i was gonna say i was like yeah. i don't i don't think i could express to you more yeah. eloquently my love for video games and this gaming computer <laughs> i got right next to me the same way that you talked about about the outdoors because it's so I don't know. It's so alive and, and you do, you have to take care of it because it is organic. It's not just a machine and it's, and it's proven well, to be good for you to be out there. It talks about it in the Bible, actually. It sure. Talks, it mentions, you know, God made man the keeper of the earth. You know, we're like the gardener of the earth and we can abuse it or we can take care of it. And, you know, it, it'll take care of itself to a point, but it also, we need to be there to, to manage it and, to make sure that, you know, the things that aren't going smooth, you know, we can smooth those out because we have the intelligence to do that. Yeah. And, and anybody that would potentially even argue against that, it's like you're, you're flesh and bones too, your nature, but you need to be tamed too. Yeah. You need to be controlled in the same I mean, exact we're pretty way. Much animals. I mean, just with souls and intelligence. Yeah. Would you, um, did you grow up with, with faith frequently in your life too? Oh yeah. 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 That's. Yeah. Another cultural. Grew up in a church, Baptist church. Yeah. In Floyd? Mm-hmm. Which yep. one? Is it out? Is it on uh, that main called, strip on it's, Route 8? It's or? called Grace Baptist Church. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So is that something that you continued on uh, throughout college? Because I know that's kind of a, uh, can be a treacherous I did, path. Yeah. I, did, I You know, I haven't been as much as I should, you know, because it's, you know, with wrestling, you, know, <laughs> you got all this stuff going on. Absolutely. It's easy to not make time for it. Yeah. Yeah, it's still, it's really cool that you can still think back to how it's impacted your worldview and relate it to what you're doing now, where you know that as a, at a whole, at a, at its finite point, you know, you're doing a good, even with the things that you love to do, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. So if you could, if you could look 10 years into the future, uh, with Smash Outdoors, what would you have going on? Well, in detail. you know, we're working on a few things kind of right now that, you know, some items that we might sell, you know, on an online platform, you know, obviously our, our shirts and hats and, uh, 
you know, I'd like to like to sell a few other things, you know, that we're kind of working on right now that uh, my buddy, one of my buddies, you know, he might start making his own musky tackle boxes. Sure. You know, that are a little bit different, you know, because everything in the musky world is expensive. And the duck world as well, you know. You can spend having a boat and fishing gear, I mean, <laughs> a lot of money. Spend a lot of money on that stuff. And I think everything I think hunting some of it, related is like that. <laughs> yeah, I, and a lot of that stuff is, it's just a scam, you know. They're just, they're ripping you off. And I would want to sell it at more of an affordable price, something simple that's not so elegant and fancy, you know. Like, a, you know, it's hard to find a basic, you know, boat cover just to put over your boat when you're when you're hunting, duck hunting, you know, to cover the boat up. And yeah. Josh made his own boat cover, you know, and it's, it's nice. It, it works great. I used it this morning and... That's something that maybe potentially that we can we can start producing and making and you know sell it through Smash Outdoors. I think just as like, and this is I, I just from from what I've realized, there's one place you can pretty much go to right around here uh, to go and get your bow fixed or to go and and yeah. get outdoor stuff in general. And then other and than it, that, well, like the nearest there's Cabela's not like a, is, you know, you can go to Dick's and get hunting and fishing stuff, but uh, Dick's doesn't really. Of course, Dick's does. Yeah. Dick's has the stuff, you know the generic stuff exactly they don't have this they don't they don't go out and and order stuff based on what's in this area they just do yep. it based on like the whole united states really yeah you know exactly so i would it, it would be a store that has stuff that pertains to this area it's like going to walmart instead of the farmer's market yeah i mean walmart's better than dicks yeah yeah but that that i feel like you kind of pinpointed some some blue water some, yeah. some area where you could go because for sure and and it's nothing that i'm like 100 percent like oh this is gonna make it you know it's, it's not gonna be easy it's you know i'm gonna yeah what is yeah it's <laughs> you know it, you never know it's with being an entrepreneur you gotta take risks like what do they call them risk takers yeah so. well i i mean i i do i like the uh i like the area that you're looking at and i feel like you even have like the core values align with it properly for why you'd want to do it and yeah and that's, I don't know, when you think of... Uh, well, the uh, biggest thing for me is it's because I like it and I'm passionate about it. Yeah. And that's what you should I pursue. I think because of that means I'll be more successful at it. And at least I, I know I'll be happy doing it. You know, it, it might not make me a fortune, but... <laughs> yeah. It's not, yeah. it's not about money. Of course, you I mean, you have to have... It is about money, but it's not all about money. Yeah. Have you considered, uh, you know, doing something to coincide with it? Like a, a, a traditional job outside of what? Yeah, you're, I'm gonna help my dad in his mulch company. Yeah, what is uh, what does he have going on? Yeah, so my dad and his brother Shad and Brett, they um, they have their own mulch company that they started. I think it was in 1995. It's Timberland Mulch. It's down in Franklin County, Virginia, Farum. Yeah, it's like a mile from Farum College, and they have a mulch yard down there, and basically. You know, we get bark and, and make mulch out of it. You know, we color mulch, we grind it, um, and we also go out. We have horizontal grinder. We go out and they'll uh, <clears throat> grind up, you know, these old sites, old logging sites, you know, sure. grind up all the, the stuff that's left over from the loggers, you know, and, and they'll get paid to get that stuff out. And then, you know, we haul that back to the mulch yard and we'll make mulch out of it. That sounds like kind of dynamic work. Do they have like people that kind of do that retrieval process yeah yeah we have employees gotcha yeah. gotcha how big is that company i mean it's it's fairly i mean it's pretty big <laughs> i had your mulch in my my lawn yeah. recently too yeah my backyard i yeah. forgot we did it through 
uh, NRV Elite. So it's not it's not just the so the bolts and you know going out and cleaning up some of these you know timber jobs, but it's also they make they're making socks and the socks you know you you everybody's seen these socks and you'll see them at construction sites and it's like green or black sock that they lay on the edge of the sites to keep the silt running off you know when they're they're uh, plowing dirt yeah keeps the runoff. And all of the sock is, is it's a sock, a mesh sock that's filled with mulch, like with tree bark, sure. which it filters out, you know, everything. Sure. So we're making those. You know, we had a, uh, I think we had a contract with the pipeline. Of course, I think the pipeline's still on like hold or something. But I think it's just a constant battle. Yeah, every Every yeah. inch of ground that they try to cover yeah. is a huge but we have other other companies that they'll they'll buy the socks as well. But that's yeah. like we have like a there's a section for that at the mulch yard, and then the rest is for the for the actual mulch. That's a pretty legit operation they have going on. Yeah, they've they've grown a lot in the last five years exponentially. Is, do you think that does that kind of coincide with the growth of this area in general? Uh, no, I, I think it's just they've seen some opportunities and and taken taken them. So they've expanded out just, mm-hmm. just on yeah. their own. Yeah, I mean, you know, you only make mulch seasons spring, summer. You know, yeah. this time of year, nobody's really buying mulch. So it's seasonal. your dad kind of carved out his own path for himself there, it looks like, along with some of your other family, right? Yep, my dad and my uncle. So have you kind of seen that trend alongside with what you have going on, maybe? You, yeah, you I mean, can I, you know, go I, and, and create your own thing? In a way, yeah. Um, you know, I, I like mulch yard and i like going down there and all that you know if you know i would still probably help out even if smash outdoors was yeah you know, a big thing you know yeah yeah that's exciting that's There's, really exciting yeah it's fascinating too uh just hearing about how your families kind of created their own paths for themselves in this area so circling back a little bit to smash outdoors one of the elements of it that i know is new to you is the content creation side of things. How much of that do you do with Smash Outdoors? I mean, a good bit. I mean, you have to make content for people to follow you. So do you That's you what do... I'm trying to build. I'm trying to build content right now. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm shooting YouTube videos and stuff like that. You Do do you do the video editing yourself? And... Yeah. Yeah. I would eventually like to get somebody Dude. to come out and film for me. Dude, it's a doozy, man. Yeah. I, even just a short people... clip I made the other day, I was like... You'll get better at it as you go. Yeah. So the more I do, the better I get. You know, you just have to be... When you're shooting... If you When you're shooting your video... You be conscious of of your editing. So if if you're shooting the video and you're conscious of your editing, it'll make your editing work a lot smoother. Yeah. You know, that way you won't have to cut as much. Exactly yeah. like uh, a moment ago, I messed up, didn't yeah. have a question yeah. ready. I can cut that, and then nobody knows. Other yeah. than I just kind of tattled on myself right now. <laughs> They'll have to pinpoint right exactly where I messed yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's fun, though. You know, the thing I enjoy about it is... It's like I get when I go through my video and edit it, you know, I get to enjoy the, my work when I'm done, but I also like get to relive the moment. Sure. You know, it's so there's so many like you think about in your in your brain, like, you know, you think about those moments, but it's really cool to be able to go on a video and then relive the moment and then you can show other people. So it, it's cool. And it takes, you know, it, it takes a little bit of work. Was it weird seeing yourself like on camera 
like when you first started oh, I doing hate it. The sound of my own voice, bro. <laughs> dude, I hate the sound of my own voice. I was voice. like, why did I yeah, do a podcast? Like that. Everybody's oh, like that. Nobody likes the sound I, of their own voice. The first time I had to record an intro, I swear to God, man, it probably took me like a half hour, and I was only talking for like thirty seconds just because I despised how I sounded. Yeah. Where I was like, gosh, is this? Yeah, really? but other, other people don't think you're exactly. Voice. I mean, I'm sure some people probably think I sound very southern. I don't know if my accent pops out that bad, but I can't do a good impersonation of your voice. But there's definitely some people that could do your do your voice good yeah but you sound normal to us yeah i mean i make fun of other people's accents um so. so uh with with your with your content creation too then like have you uh had to develop all those skills yourself and you just learned how to so, do it so you know own, this is one thing that goes in with you? my comm majors i actually i took a visual media class nice yeah you're and, ahead of the game then. yeah and it actually it helped me a lot when when knowing what I wanted to do when I started doing this video stuff, you know, we used Premiere Pro in the in that class. Yeah. Premiere Pro is very complicated. Yeah. I don't use Premiere Pro. Which one do you use? I use iMovie. <laughs> right for now. I need know? to get a Mac because I have Windows iMovie Movie Maker. It's very simple, but they make a, a software program that is a hybrid of Premiere Pro and iMovie. Yeah. The thing is if you that open up nice. Premiere Pro, it's like there's like a thousand different things going on and yeah. you're like, I don't know what happens when I push this button or what, you know, what this does. Yeah. Um, I have Photoshop and it's kind even of Even though I took a class thing. on it, I still don't know yeah. much about it. Yeah. So that's why I'm, I'm it's very simple. It's easy. And eventually I, I want to have somebody who can do that stuff for me so I can focus more on the, you know, manager side of things yeah. as far as like making getting getting out there and making the content because you have to get out and like you know it's not easy to get out there and be like you know i gotta film this in the back of your head the whole time you're you have to, to make, film yeah. you know you have to think okay i gotta film this and i have to film this in a way of like hey i don't want to show everybody in the world where i'm at <laughs> that so makes it yeah much you gotta more take all that 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 can be difficult to do because there are certain spots that i fish and i'm like i don't know how i'm gonna cut or edit this if i catch one Mm -hmm. you know and then again you got to worry about catching fish and and getting enough content to actually make a video you know there's plenty of times i go out and i don't catch a muskie yeah you know there's some days that you don't see hardly any ducks you know to make a video like that so that's even i mean when i can think back like this morning i didn't have my gopro on for the geese that i shot and it was yeah. such a cool video. Was, yeah. I just, my graduation gift, I got a, a, a Browning Maxis. Oh, so it was brand new. It's a brand new gun. I haven't even it shot out, it nice. I haven't even shot it. We went yeah. yesterday morning. We didn't see any ducks. We went this morning, and this was the first time I got to shoot. There were some geese flying by, like 30 yards. And uh, I shot two in one shot. Knocked them down with one shot. Which, if anybody knows anything about geese, is they're super tough and they're yeah. really really hard to kill yeah and uh i was like tag on i got them with with two with one shot two and one shot and my dad he was i was like man it was a nice way to he said that's a nice way to christen your gun right there i was like yeah this was pretty sweet it's really cool yeah so we had a good morning what makes them hard to hard to kill geese they're just tough just because they're the way I mean, that they fly wild animals they're kind of they have to be resilient to survive yeah I mean, <laughs> they're tough yeah yeah absolutely and even back to the to what you were talking about with making videos too it's hard to focus solely on your craft of hunting and being kind of in the moment because the more you look like you're focused only solely on what you're doing the better that video is going to look like inevitably yeah. um and that's 
that's even with like podcasting. It's like uh, even today where I it's was easy like, to get hey, lazy with it. Yeah, I could see how people do. Yeah, yeah. Where you'll, you'll you'll go out, you know, and and you'll be like, all right, I'm gonna shoot a video while I'm out here today, and you know, you're like trying to do one thing, and then you're like, oh, I still need to shoot an intro. You know, you gotta shoot. It's good to shoot an intro and an outro because yep. nobody wants to watch add a video your, that's not really narrated. Yeah. You know what's going on. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot that goes into it, but I enjoy it. It's fun. It's kind of like a hobby right now. So yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure, that's excellent. That's 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 pretty cool. Well, dude, Hunter, it is Christmas break right now, and I will let you get back to relaxing and enjoying yourself and doing all the things that you grew up and that you love to do. Um, I know we didn't talk about wrestling too much. Where maybe I don't know. Maybe we could have you back on here at some yeah, point. Yeah, we talk about wrestling another time. And we can do. I'm on break. I don't do, want to talk about wrestling. I, exactly, man. You <laughs> I need, try to step away from it. That is. I mean, that's kind of one one more question though that I could ask too. What what kind of played a role in your decision on on coming back? Because I know how absolutely freaking tough wrestling is, and especially in college wrestling where it's just a week to week grind every single day when you when you kind of were making that decision to come back uh what what were some things that came into play well i mean you know obviously i didn't end my last season like i wanted to and and you know just sometimes you go through lulls in your in your life you know growing up you know things change you know at this point in my life i'm at a very like crucial stage in my life you know lots about to change I'm out of college you know you know so everything's always changing and and you know with that ending not how I wanted to and and you know COVID kind of being a blessing in disguise in this way yeah. you know careful how I say that I didn't like it and I still wish it never would have happened but Same. you know especially for you I mean you're going into that yeah. state tournament rank I mean number one seed and- I might as well make a um make something good happen out of it. And, you know, I'm only going to be at this point in my life once. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't get the the option of having a six-year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I was like, you know what, I'm going to take it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know that's a decision you'll never regret. Yeah, you know, I could I could go into it and say, hey, I might regret this, or I might – I would definitely potentially – regret not doing it yes but i definitely won't regret it if i did yeah so that's that was kind of what i thought what i was thinking when i when i said i was going to come back yeah and i know just right now with the first kind of half of your year coming coming to a close here that the trajectory is looking good and and i'm sure that hokey wrestling fans are also happy about the fact that that you 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 decided to come back and and utilize that last year along with your teammates uh, aside from some of the smaller ones that you beat up from time to time, like Eddie the other day with the noodle, but um, <laughs> or with the rope, that yeah, you were whipping it was him a, with. it was a bungee cord. Not that he didn't deserve it. He definitely deserved. I it. think he deserves more of it, to be honest, too. Um, but dude, like I said, I'll let you get back to your Christmas break. You enjoy yourself over these next few days. I'm thankful that 
you've lived here your entire life and you've accepted me into your into the the christiansburg fold yeah <laughs> yeah and i'm yeah, it glad seems like all the coaches live in christiansburg now except for Freyer. <sighs> it's because blacksburg's taxes and blacksburg's yeah. real estate market's a doozy man yeah it's a doozy yeah and it's it's kind of well there's actually more stuff in christiansburg you know I and mean, you're closer to Walmart. They're building a big old apartment complex right over there by that Earth Fair. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I think that's I actually, that's going to be like senior living. Is that what they're looking yeah. for? I figured it was like grad students. What no, kind of senior living s- needs a rooftop I, I, pool and a bar? I don't know. I guess geezers like to tear it down <laughs> every now and then. <laughs> they getting wild in the senior living apartment. They're going to be living it up there, though. But yeah. uh, um, what was I going to say? Yeah. It was uh, good talking to you. I feel like I learned a whole bunch too. I mean, that's, uh, you, you kind of are encompassing a lot more within that uh, than I had realized within Smash Outdoors. So yeah, I know that I'm I'm excited that I get to follow along this year uh, with your wrestling career, but also with your entrepreneurial career too. So. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's it's gonna be kind of put on hold once January hits. I'm gonna buckle down for wrestling, but for now, you know this this next two weeks, hopefully I'll. Have a couple more videos come out. Sweet. Well, we are all looking forward to it. Once again, thank you for your time. And uh, I'll be back on here at some point. Yeah, and don't forget. Smash! Thank you for listening to episode number two of the Tie Walls podcast with Hunter Bolin. If you have an interest in following him uh, and his endeavors with Smash Outdoors, uh, it will be linked in the show notes below on whatever you are watching. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, please feel free to reach out if you have any feedback or critiques as I am trying to perfect this with each and every episode. Thank you, and I look forward to releasing episode number three.